Hello everyone, welcome to the Ugly Betty's. My name is Steven, and today we're talking about season three, episode five, Granny Pants, written by Sheila Lawrence and directed by Fred Savage. We are joined by a special guest who hasn't been on the show in a while. Say hello to the people. Oh, hey, Steven. Hey, <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a long time. It's been like I a- know. Yeah. We we have not I have not been here in a while. I don't think I've been here since season one. It's good to be back. No, you've been you've been in it. Remember you did the wicked episode in season two. Remember? Oh, that's true. I haven't been here since the wicked episode. That's yeah. correct. That is yeah. correct. Yes. So Which that was a great episode. Great episode. But you have you personally asked me to come back for this special arc. Oh my god, yes. So I will I gladly say yes to your request and as I said we're doing season three episode five granny pants and this is the second third appearance three out of four appearances of the incomparable Lindsay Lohan yes this is peak Lindsay Lohan this was just right after Mean Girls I think uh-huh. or around the same time as Mean Girls so like yeah. peak of her career just the best Mm-hmm. I, I'm, this is just, this, uh, this, I like This I character I, is basically kind of like a more subtle version of Regina George, basically. Yes. yes. Or her character in, in Mean Girls, Katie, how she slowly rise to the top. Yeah, but, that's true too. Yeah. So what basically you, kind of like a re- re- retelling. <laughs> a retelling of Mean Girls. So what do you think of this whole episode? In general, for oh my god! I really felt for Betty. I really felt bad for her because, um, so this episode deals a lot with like bullying and in trauma. A way. And trauma, and and trauma. yes, trauma yes. and bullying, basically, which I bet so many of us can relate to. Yes, and um, we will be talking about that that topic in this episode. But I really feel bad for her because I'm like, um. I I definitely would not have tried to be the bigger person. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not very forgiving. If my high school bully showed up to my place at work wanting a job, I'd be like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> can we curse on the podcast? I think we can. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it if necessary. But I was just like, the audacity i i could i could not do that i i was right there with hilda tie the tie the skank to a lamppost and let her i was rot. i was with and let her rot period <laughs> um but so this episode is really funny for that reason i think you know you really see betty try to be like the bigger person be the better person but even the whole time i was just like no don't don't trust her girl she ain't changed and we'll see we'll see as we talk about this we'll see if she does actually change for those not familiar with the show or or this or this episode arc because She's in a, she had a four episode arc, the finale of season two, the first episode, the first episode of season three, and then this episode and then the following episode. So let's, yes. let's start, let's start at the beginning with puppy love versus love is a battlefield. And that, oh, that was just, I like, I told, I th- I told you that I, I started watching Ugly Betty with my, first episode was the second to last episode of season two and then I caught up 
during their break and then started mm-hmm. season three right when it aired and I remember watching this stuff and when it aired it's like wow my gosh and then like this is so amazing and also I just looked it up Mean Girls came out in 2004 this was 2000 this episode came out in 2009 Oh, okay. So yeah. So no, no October two. No, I came out October two thousand eight. This episode premiered in October two thousand eight. So four years after a couple me. years after Mean Girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just like this was all so fresh and amazing, and still, yeah. still peak Lindsay Lohan. Still, still peak, peak Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. This yeah. is before she did Liz and Dick, which we don't talk about. Oh yeah, no. No, we don't no. mention that here. But I'm glad she's having a resurgence. Lindsay Lohan is coming back. She has a Netflix Christmas special coming out during Christmas. So oh, we, good, we, good for her. We, good we, for her. We, we want her to win. We want. We Lindsay. we support. We support Lindsay Lohan at this podcast. Yes, and I was telling George last episode that you know who else I want to come back to their full prime, Miss Amanda Bynes. I want her to, like to be. I want peak Amanda Bynes again. Yes, they were. I mean, they really were good actresses. They it's are just, good actresses. Yeah. Like, uh, well, yes. I mean, they haven't done much in recent years, but that's why I would like to see that comeback because they were so good in those movies that they produced, those early 2000s films. Like they had a clutch hold on yeah. early 2000s movies. A with Amanda Bynes was in that hairspray Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girl. She had everybody's hearts in the Parent Trap remake. Oh my gosh. Well, that was when she was like younger. younger. Yeah, yeah. But like like, she did a lot of early 2000s movies too. Same with Amanda Bynes. I was like, yes, the the chokehold that they had on those those early 2000s movies. So I'm 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 ready for a Lindsay and Amanda comeback. Yes, yes. I'm I'm here for that as well. Yeah. All right, back back to the puppy love and love versus the battlefield. What what was your thoughts? Besides, oh like, my god, oh, puppies! Yes, I was just about to say I love that Betty is like so worried about Daniel, and then she sees a puppy immediately. Everything out the window. I was like, we are the same. We are the same person. <laughs> I would also just be like, oh, I'm so worried about him. You know, I really hope that he's okay. Oh my god, is that a dog? <laughs> is that a dog? <laughs> and then she went, wait, where where did the come home? Where did the puppy come from? Pan up to see Wilhelmina walk in like Cruella. Literally Cruella DeVille. Enter Cruella DeVille. Yes. Oh my god. There were some really good lines in that little opening bit too. Whenever Mrs. Mead is like, when it comes to our family's vices, work is a lot healthier than murder. I was like, <laughs> that that's good. And, it's and then also when also when Wilhelmina is like, it's not a real dog, it's a rare albino leopard, as if that makes it any better. <laughs> <laughs> like Peter, like Peter will be fine. Oh yeah, it's just it's just an albino leopard. Which one is more rare, rare puppies or rare albino? Well, she, she just thinks it's so much better. She's like, it's not a real dog. Oh my god, what kind of monster do you think I am? No, it's just a rare albino leopard. <laughs> and then, oh, and then they got, got into that fight, and she's like, and, and then I like what said. <laughs> Daniel said, kill the puppies. <laughs> Betty and, and Claire just look at him. And then Wilhelmina t- yells on the phone on to Peter. Did you hear that, Peter? <laughs> Daniel Mead kills puppies. And I was then, like, oh no. And then we're, they're going off that argument 
say I'm editor-in-chief. No, I am editor-in-chief because, Lauren, as you remember, the previous episode, two last two episodes, yes. um, Alexis pushed um, um, Christina Gave her power the to Wilhelmina. And had to give yes. her power to Wilhelmina in order to get off, you know. That's right. She did push Christina down the stairs. Yes. I forgot about that. Poor Christina. I love her. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Jensen, this is... Which actually, which she shows up in this episode and she's actually okay. Yes, yeah, you know, time, time heals everything. (laughs) And you know what? She's, 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 she's from the UK. She's strong as an ox. That one. She's fine. And and I love, and I love Ashley Jensen. She's a great actress. If you haven't seen Extras, watch Extras. Ricky Gervais is. I I believe it was right before he did The Office. The UK version of Office, and then that's how we got the American Office. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love. <sighs> yeah, this, and then yeah, that it was just a. I want if you I for me how I want to do this episode. I want to organize into storylines and story beats. So let's. I want to continue on the storyline of Daniel and Wilhelmina and how they go on a date. Oh yeah, so they do go on a date later in the episode. They both find out that they get set up uh, the matchmaking service, and they uh, and apparently that they're their perfect match, and that and that's and that's hilarious. No, but they weren't though because they lied on their applications. Like I was like, of course Daniel lied about his height. What a typical man. Men always lying about their height. Steven. Um, I'm five four. No, that's not true at all. I'm taller than you and I'm five foot two. You are a liar, just like Daniel Mead. Just like every other man. Uh, Whatever. It's okay to be a short king, Steven. Own it. Own it. uh, Thank you for calling me a king. I I I mean a short king. And that's what they call short guys. But I'm not calling you a king. You know my name. Don't get it twisted. You know the the name Stephen means crown one. Hmm, I didn't so, know that, but so my name I, also means mine also means crowned. So, so technically, I am a king because I'm a short king. Thank you. Yeah, but and I'm, I'm a queen. So I mean, how about we, that, honey? We always knew that. But and I, and course. I and I love how they learn to work together during their op, their hatred, and they they said that. They set them. They alarm. set off the fire alarm. Yeah, <laughs> and and they walk home. A, a Daniel walks Wilhelmina home. Well, walks her to a hookup, and then yeah, not her home. Her her uh, her buddy, as she said, her buddy's home. <laughs> and then long term goals, but I also have short term needs. I was like, I know that's right. Yes, ma'am. And then, and then, and then, um, what's it called? I like that conversation they had though, because, um, I don't, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. I wanted to talk about Daniel, uh, his struggle this episode is he, he is feeling lonely. He misses DJ and he wants to have a family. He tells his mom, he wants to have a family with Gabrielle Union. And she said his apartment on fire. Yeah. She's crazy. But 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 um, but we me and George did talk about the stereotype of the crazy black women trope in that episode. And like you know how like 
Cause that's, I mean, the character that that character is literally crazy. But, but yes, I do agree. It's not exactly like. Uh, well, honestly, I mean, if you want to get deeper into it, I mean, I know y'all talked about it last episode, but like the fact that we do always play up of like, oh, she must be crazy. Like that's just a trope for women in general. Yes, but I do yes. think it is especially harmful when it is a black woman. Yes. Um, or, and also actually any woman of color, I find it to be like even more damaging, Mm -hmm. um, because like, you know, Latinas, they're like, oh, they're very fiery. They're so like spicy yeah, and then yeah, or being an angry black woman. So like, if it's a first, like like, you make a woman of color um, character crazy, like the dragon lady Asian, you know, I've never heard of that one, but I do agree. You like, it's you just more it's more exactly. harmful especially whenever the woman is a, a woman of color yeah you know what i mean by dragon lady like you know that, i've never heard that term i've never heard that term used oh I'll, I'll, I'll i'll show you later like you know like the anime wong type of dragon lady like you know oh i'll, I'll show you later I'll show you later. You'll get it later. But, I, was just, but, I mean, I'm, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I believe you. I just personally have never heard that term used before. Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of that before, but I do believe you. But that's why, yeah, I definitely do agree. And but, it's really because like old <laughs> stereotypes in Hollywood. But that's that was that episode. That was last episode's conversation. But I will say, yes, I agree. But to be fair, she did set his apartment on fire. That is something a crazy person. And Gabrielle did show beautiful layers in that episode. Yes. Because Gabrielle Union is Gabrielle Union. and Gabrielle Union is iconic. Yes, I'm still waiting for her long, long overdue Emmy. But anyways, so but that anyway. character did set his apartment on fire. She was kind of crazy for that. Um, and but she so was now all, he, he's, he's But her pills was stolen and replaced with different... Her pills were stolen and replaced with different pills. And Wilhelmina made her not yeah, as mentally stable. So technically, it's Wilhelmina's fault. For it was Wilhelmina's fault that his apartment got set on fire. Although I don't know if they actually addressed that. They, they, you know what? Fantasy. I don't show. think they. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, it's a but fantasy. Yeah, yeah, but Daniel's lonely. <laughs> And- so anyways, Daniel's lonely. He feels really sad. He misses DJ. He tells his mom he wants a family. And I think a lot of people can relate to that mm-hmm. feeling like their biological clock is running out. I mean, not me personally, but like I know other people might relate to <laughs> not that. Not me personally. but Not me personally, people. but other people. <laughs> I-, I don't want kids, so I don't have that struggle. But apparently, Daniel really wants kids. Yeah, I, w- and- I want kids one day. I know that you're going to be the aunt that's going to take care of my kids. Yes, I will be. I will be the fabulous auntie. You're going to um, be auntie Mame. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. There's just there's so much societal pressure to settle down Uh um i may not want to have kids but i definitely feel that pressure when it comes to like getting married and like finding a partner yeah um so like in that instance i can relate to it yeah and speaking on another abc show that deals with this issue and i've been reading shauna ryan's book year yes and how she hurt the character of christina yang is basically an avatar for shauna and shauna gave christina Yang's played by the wonderful Sandra O. Oh, all bowed down to her. She gave her the agency. She chose her career and her passion and her love over having a family and kids. And 
Christina Yang, she had a uh her not not um what you called I forgot. Um she had a um what's the surgery called when you um you know when you don't want to have kids anymore when you get that surgery. She got her tubes tied. She had her tube tied on national television and she had multiple um um abortions. She no yeah, no, she didn't have her two times. She got um yeah, I think she had a I haven't I haven't watched the show in a while. I didn't know Christina was getting abortions or getting her tubes she, tied. I I don't want to But like, we we maybe we maybe might want to cut this out though because Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I know she had mo- she had two ab- she she had two abortions. I think the second one was live on air and the first one was in the second season. But yeah, I'm, I'm but gonna. I'm we might, that. we might, we might, we might cut that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we love, we stand Sandra O. Oh, but yeah. anyway, we stand Sandra O. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we um, I think it's important because women should have agency of whatever they want in life, whether it's kids, whether it's not having kids. Period. But because women have their own, that's how, what I believe anyway. I'm yeah. a very take I'm notes, a, Texas. I'm a very hardcore feminist as a man you could be a male feminist and yeah. you know, and i glad it because you know i've been raised by strong women strong women has influenced me i have strong women friends hair flip lauren hair flip <laughs> and they and they always they always strive for me to be the best version of myself and that's why i love them absolutely but yeah and yeah and dan just wants a family and that's what wilhelmina wants in the end too and you see that and they that- do have similar goals in that sense. Like we don't focus as much on her this episode, but they do kind of want the same thing. And she they did, find and out. She, and she did say like she felt like she messed up with Nico. And yes, she, she felt like she was because she wasn't prepared to have her daughter. Um, and she was like, it's much different to have a baby than to have a twelve-year-old, which is so true. Um, it's so much different hanging out with my younger brother now that he's older versus like whenever I had to take care of him when he was a baby, mm-hmm. because he, you know, babies are difficult to deal with. It's hard. So it's like, you can't even imagine like having your own baby. And it's so much different now that I hang out with him now that he's older, because like he has a personality and he has his own things that he likes to do. And like, we, like we get along because he can actually understand like things more, you know, he's not, he's not a baby anymore. So it's like, it's, it's much different hanging out with a child versus an adult, someone, someone, someone who's growing and maturing right yes. before your eyes like that's how I've, i always felt like my brother he's he's always my kid brother but like he's like he's old enough he's like 20 23 now and it's like wait aren't you still 18 <laughs> i know i'm i'm almost 30 but aren't you like 18 17 can you stop Please. I know, but, but yeah. so he so he want he thinks he wants a baby. I do think that he does want a baby, and he feels like his biological clock is running out. To which Mrs. Mead says, "Your father conceived a child after he was dead. You'll be fried." <laughs> that was funny as hell. I I fell out of my Judah chair laughing Light at that. Amazing. I was like, you know, that is that is true. Yes, Judah Light they did a- have a baby after he was dead. Yeah, yeah. Your brother is a lot. 
your brother is growing. You have a little brother. And um, what's it called? Um, what was I doing? What was I? Um, what next thing? And then, and then we were, yeah, we were talking, we were talking about. So then after that, they find out but, that they do have like similar goals. And then Wilhelmina says like you know the spread him on the spread love is a battlefield yeah that storyline beautifully yeah and and that's just like you know there will be some semblance of peace as they're as they are co-editors in chief for now for now (laughs) but Wilhelmina is always Wilhelmina yeah that's why he was like it would be a rookie mistake to trust you and she was like touche because yeah you don't ever trust Wilhelmina Slater Mm -mm, mm -mm. just like you don't trust Kimmy Keegan yes and before we get to Kimmy Keegan because that's gonna be a whole line let's let's move on to the next storyline of Justin and the Billy Elliot auditions. Oh, okay. I was trying to segue into Kimmy Keegan. I know. I just, I just want to get the other I, ones out of the way, and then we can like deal with the big one. I literally used a perfect segue, but okay, whatever. Okay, you're creative. You'll get there again. No, I mean it doesn't make any sense. You're like, actually, fuck your segue. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. But do you want to get you? I want to. I want to leave all the the Kimmy Keegan, Keegan, Betty stuff for the last, so we can just finish it out on that. Then why don't let's? Uh, all right, let's cut that then and go back to whatever it was you said before. I said my awesome segue because I'm not fucking wasting it. I, I'll edit it at right there. Fine. All right, now let's talk about Justin and the Billy Elliot audition. What was your what was your thoughts on the Billy Elliot audition? Oh, it's so I love um I feel so bad for Justin because he just wants to live his Broadway dreams, live his Broadway life. But I love how um supportive Ignacio and uh, Hilda are about him and his dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh and I <laughs> I love when he's preparing for the audition. Hilda is like the ultimate like Broadway Mama Rose. coach. She's the ultimate Mama Rose. She's like, you're popping your hip. <laughs> and she's like, and he's like, don't you think you should take it easy on him? And she's like, what? I've seen a chorus line. That was so funny to me. Um, but she does, because she, I love how, you know, she's like, I'm only being hard on him because I want him to find a place to fit in. And I was like, oh, like, that's, that's very sweet. Like she does, because she does believe in him. They both believe in him. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that Justin is dealing with his own bully, who shows up to the audition and was actually a pretty good dancer, although definitely way too old for Billy Elliot. Mm-hmm. I think aren't they both kind of a little old for Billy Elliot? Um, I could see the actor who plays Justin. Like he looked yeah. like he was eleven or twelve. So although I know he's in what what school is high school Justin and he's, he's in high school he, now. He's, he's, no, he was a he's he's because season four is high school. So I think this is like his eighth maybe grade. his last year of middle school. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. He doesn't look too old. Uh, but that other kid definitely looked too old. <laughs> I was like, this kid, this kid definitely does not about look who, how, right. who, who they am. Um, Billy Elliot, like on Broadway, how old those kids were. Those three, those kids were young. 
Yeah, well, because they they wanted to get those kids before their voice changed. Yeah, like it's like you know Billy Elliot, Matilda Young. Yes, uh, which the Matildas, you know, like yeah, I think I think maybe the Matildas have it a little easier because voice change for girls is usually not as rough, but it's rough for boys. It is rough. Um, so once you get to that certain age, and then your voice starts changing, it's like all right. Gotta go. <laughs> I, I know this sounds weird. Like I, th- I don't think my voice changed yet. Like I always, ha- I still, I, I still have my high voice. Uh, I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> no, 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 no! Comment on that. Come on, that. Like we can edit it out, but comment on that. Um, are you trying to say that you haven't gone through puberty yet, Stephen? Because I think that's kind of concerning. <laughs> Trust me, I have gone through puberty. Ew, shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, so I I love that he sees his bully at his audition and they have like a little dance off. It's so funny. But then they leave and they're like, oh my God, that audition was so hard. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's Broadway, baby. That, yeah, I, I don't. You went to, I remember, I didn't go to that audition, but didn't you go to the Aladdin Broadway audition? I did. I have auditioned for Aladdin on Broadway. I've auditioned for Hadestown on Broadway. I didn't know um, that one. I didn't know that you auditioned for Hadestown. I did. I auditioned for Hadestown. I've auditioned for Aladdin. Um, what other Broadway shows? I've auditioned for a, a couple of shows before. I think I auditioned for the t- tour of Rent. Um various various touring and broadway productions it's 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 hard <laughs> especially if they tell you to go to the dance call it is and you're not a dancer it is hard uh i do think it would have been funny if they would have like actually shown actually um the dance audition part but they just do like a little like reverse shot where then they leave the audition they're like oh it's so hard i actually would have liked to see them trying to do that Billy Elliot choreography because that that is hard yes that would have been very humorous you know who Mark and Delicato he plays Jesse you know who what he would probably be good in he would be in everybody loves Jamie yeah I'm sure he's the right age by now he could totally do it I could definitely see that yes I just can't wait for you to get your Broadway show. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe one day. Um, and and I know that's what Justin was hoping for too. And it's like you know, I do think, I think Justin, the character of Justin, would definitely get on Broadway one day. But this one was not for him. Uh, he handled it very well, although his his bully didn't. But the good thing that came out of it this episode was that I think maybe they kind of reconciled a little bit. Yeah. Because now he knows something about it. They have a common interest. They both like musicals. Yeah, they both like theater. So, <sighs> yeah, that that was a that was a that was good. And and then it's... speaking of people that have common interests, <laughs> let's talk about Betty and Kimmy, and getting over emotional trauma, and not getting over emotional trauma. And that, not getting over emotional trauma. That's, that's a real, that's, that's the real, that's the real thing. They, yeah. So where do you want to start with that? 
Oh my God. Um, uh, well, I, I, I think it's so funny that like Betty, this, this petty power struggle that was going on between Daniel and Wilhelmina, the whole episode, like it's making Betty's job so much more difficult. And then here comes Kimmy just shows up at her job and is like, give me a job. First of all, that's not how it works. How did she get into the building? Do they just let anybody in? They just let, well, I mean, clearly they do just let anybody in this damn building. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like, oh my God, the audacity. Like, that's why I said at the beginning of the episode, if like someone who bullied me in high school came up to my job and was like, give me a job, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> exactly. Just give him the finger. If I were Betty, I literally would have turned around and walked away. <laughs> she walks up to her desk and she sees her. I would have been just immediately turned around and walked away. Just been like, nope, nope, nope. Not doing that. Mm. Mm, but ignacio in one of the scenes after betty is kind of mean to her a little bit which she deserved it um he does tell betty that she should be like the bigger person and that part of growing up is like moving on from the past but as i did say i i'm with hilda and betty uh i don't think you have to forgive people Uh, i'm a very big proponent for that actually i don't like this whole societal narrative that you have to be the bigger person that you have to forgive people you don't have to do anything i want to i want to say i want to say something to that you can forgive but not forget yes you can but you also don't have to forgive i'm a like i said i don't you don't have to do anything you don't want to do if you can't forgive someone don't don't forgive them and also, don't forget. <laughs> Obviously, you won't forget. But, you know, you have to at least, and this is what I've been trying to do, like, you have to give yourself a space for healing in that state. Especially if you don't want to forget, like, at least heal from it a little bit. So you will at least, so it won't affect you as much or not at all. You know, you have to give your, you have to give yourself the space to heal. Or exactly. you'll be, you have, you have to, you'll hold that forever like yes you'll have that ingrained in your memory like you know that's a part of your life that's a part of your history but if especially if you don't want to forgive and forgiving has healing attached to it if you don't want to forgive them at least give yourself the space to heal or like yeah i was gonna say maybe for some people there's healing in forgiveness but i like i said i disagree with that i think you can heal by yourself without having to forgive someone Mm -hmm. i don't think you have to do anything you don't want to do and so Mm -hmm. if you don't want to forgive someone or you can't forgive someone that's not to say that you'll be broken forever i Mm -hmm. like i said i just personally don't like that narrative i don't fuck with that narrative Mm -hmm. but that's just me other people might uh but for those who are like me um you know like i said i don't think you're broken forever if you don't forgive someone Mm. uh just take time to heal yourself and move on from things and yeah never forgive never forget (laughs) tie that skank to a lamppost and let her rot (laughs) (laughs) yeah and 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 through but of course of course betty has a good heart and she she feels bad that that Kimmy's kind of getting bullied by everybody. And um, she promises to make her the best assistant ever. Which is not possible because Betty's the best assistant ever. But yeah. uh, she does try and uh, Kimmy is a disaster. And then she, and then she's, she does pretty okay. And then 
Amanda takes Kimmy under her wing. Oh yeah. So yeah, then she she gets in with the the mean girls. Uh my favorite part though in that whole montage of like her training her when she's like Will. trying to teach her Willamina. Willamina. There's hell in it. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to remember. There's hell in it. And she's just like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you freaking get this? That whole thing was so funny. But I also loved seeing it because I loved seeing Betty like kind of like uh, train the training aspect because it's you really see how far she's come from season one. Mm-hmm. She's got a hold of this place. Yeah, she knows how these people tick now. Mm-hmm. She's a bad bitch. She owns this office. <laughs> <laughs> but did um she? Unfortunately, she thinks because she's being so nice to Gimme that like she uh might, setting like, her maybe... up for failure again. Yeah, it's well, yeah. So like basically she's being really nice to Kimmy and then Amanda and Mark come along and kind of take her under their wing. Uh she gets popular again with like the mean girls. Um but Betty still kind of thinks that maybe she can change because, you know, they go out together and they go clubbing and they ditch Mark and Amanda. And you're like, oh, maybe she is actually capable of change. But then um, Betty gets scared that she's going to try to pants her in front of the office, which I do think that is what was going to happen. It was literally shot for shot. (laughs) Like Betty was having the flashback. I was like, something's not right here. She was right to do it. She pantsed Kimmy first before Kimmy could pants her. And I I I don't think she should regret it. <laughs> but you know, which the sad part is like the text did come in that The text did come in. The text did come in. I will say that part was kind of sad. But you still I the reason why I think this though is because later on in the episode uh betty kind of suggests and she feels bad about what she did that uh maybe she become in charge of like publicity uh because she got mowed into uh page of- six of the newspaper and a bunch of tabloids and stuff yeah. um so she gets the promotion and then she goes full-blown regina george yes she turns so mean and i'm like listen she never changed. You don't trust Kimmy Keegan. I, that's why, like, I think. Libra don't change their stripes. No. She would have pantsed Betty because she literally, as soon as she got promoted, turned mean again. So I'm like, I really do think that is what was probably going to happen. Hmm. Because like Betty said, she feeds off of making Betty look bad or look dumb. Mm-hmm. So and I was now, like, and now she's in an environment where that is very much the the culture. Yes. So now she's gonna thrive, and we'll see. But I do think it's definitely she's gonna cause even more trouble for Betty. And then we'll see that what happens with that next episode. And yes. That, and that episode is one of my favorite episodes of the season, which is hard because this ep- season has a lot of of my favorite episodes i know this season season three is just so good like i think you can definitely tell they came back from the writer's strike 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, they came out. They came out swinging with a bunch of great episodes. Like, ugh, like there's like there's an episode like Tornado Girl. That's a good episode that's coming down the line this season. When Betty met Yetis, like one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yes, which I will be I will be back for that one and I think I will also be back for the next episode yes and then in the stars which is later in the season which features a very young fresh new to the scene Adele yes which I will also be commentating on that one as well and at at the moment of this recording she has put out her new single for her new album 30 which let me tell you that song is so good oh my god everyone go stream easy on me right now after you finish this podcast go stream easy on me by adele and cry (laughs) i mean adele is one of those people who vocally can never do wrong who's like cannot put out a bad album i just i'm so so glad that we have a new Adele album in our lives yeah it's gonna it comes out in November I may be single right now but god I am ready to cry and pretend like I have a boyfriend that did me wrong and you know Taylor (laughs) isn't Taylor Swift coming out with an album at the end at the end of the year um she I don't know if it's gonna be a new album but she's been re-releasing all of her old albums because you know because fuck uh what's his name yeah because fuck that producer I can't remember his name now uh is it Scooter yeah because fuck Scooter Braun um we don't we we do not support scooter braun here at this podcast fuck scooter braun mm-hmm. um we do support taylor swift though re-releasing all of her old masters uh to get the ownership of them again and we do support adele do you know who else is re-releasing their masters i believe um ashanti Ooh. so but yeah i'm so i'm so excited Nine, 19 was a great album 25 was a great album and now we're getting 30 yes which that's so crazy she's like they're around the same age as us i'm like oh my god adele's only 30 but but i want to say on on that part good things happen to those who wait and and the perfect timing things are gonna happen i i definitely believe next year will be a great year for me and next year i turn <clears throat> 30 and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year <laughs> it will be a good year um i i do think that it's gonna be hopefully at least better it can only get better right so yeah yeah hopefully Especially, anyway so you know what how my year has been so <laughs> you, you know you you know so oh, things can only get better, and but I don't think things are going to be getting better anytime soon for Betty. Unfortunately, mm, not not nothing new for Betty. She's about to be in the eye of the Kimmy King store. But before we go, is there any other notes or topics you want to discuss? Um, I just yeah, I I really like this arc. Um, because yeah, I think it's a good. Uh, it's a good discussion. You know, I feel like a lot of people can relate to, you know, being bullied and having to deal with that. Um, or trying to, are trying to recover from trauma. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do think that personally, I just like, like I said, personally, from my own perspective, I say I don't think people can change, or at least not that much. And uh, this episode definitely was a good representation of that. Um, so I just, I think for people who may be listening, like I said, I just personally uh, stress the importance of the fact that like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. That's just like, that's my main takeaway from those kinds of situations. Um, it's always, of course, you know, in a sense of like karma in the universe, you always want to be a good person, but like also don't take shit. Take don't, shit, but right, do not. Don't harm. do anybody wrong, but don't take shit. Exactly. Those two together. Don't do anybody, don't do anybody dirty, but don't take anybody's shit. Which take is shit a very, and do no harm. It's a very delicate balance, but it can be made. It can be done successfully. Yes. Do no harm, but take no shit. Um, I think Betty definitely hopefully learn that lesson from this. And I think I think everyone can benefit from learning that lesson and trying to learn that balance, finding that balance between those two things. Yeah, it's is very, is very is is very is very is very and it's very hard to get want to get revenge on someone who does your does you dirty but because in at the end like we're you're doing harm yeah that's what that's what justin that's why justin's like oh i wish i could get revenge on my bullies and i was like please justin this is not this is not carrie don't don't do carrie (laughs) and and like but and it's easy to it is easy to feel like that it's easy, um, it's easy to be in a space whether where you want to be take revenge like oh you've been suffering for so long and you want to get back because that's how you feel like oh i want to get back i want to get them so, back sometimes and sometimes a little revenge does taste sweet uh but i don't think you can necessarily live your life like that no no you can't is there any but yeah like you any- can you can like you know sometimes Sometimes it is fun. Sometimes it is revenge can be very sweet on a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. But um for the most part, do no harm. Do yeah. no harm, take no shit. If taking no shit means sometimes you get to have a little taste of revenge, so be it. But you know, you can't you can't live your life like that, um, where your only goal is to get revenge, because then you're doing harm at that point, I think. And so at least doing harm at least doing harm to yourself. Yes. Because that's yes. all your life becomes. Yeah. And yeah, like there was a uh, there was a um um I forgot I forgot what I, you I have forgot. to find a you have to find a balance balance of uh, on revenge as well it can't be all consuming but sometimes you know sometimes it's because you know like you said sometimes revenge is a dish best served cold and salty I, I said sweet not salty mm. that's that's not how it goes oh yeah I'll edit that out but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah is there anything else in the episode that you want to touch Mine- on? That's my main takeaway from it. Do you have anything else that you wanted to comment on? Um, I, 
I think this was a very, very great, solid episode of Ugly Betty. This great writing. Great the great writing. writing is back. And you it know, is here to stay. Like, you know, like I always say, it's great writing with great actors will do magic. And this is great writing, great direction. That's all I have to say about this episode. It was a great episode. I enjoyed this it. This is a really good, really good episode. I'm definitely looking forward to being back for the next one. Which will be season three, episode six, Ugly Berry. <laughs> don't you love that title, Ugly Berry? It's a good one. It's a good one. And it's a great episode. I, I, rem- I remember it coming in my mind how, how beautiful the episode is. Vibrantly beautiful the episode is. With colors and and fun, funny, it's funny and vibrant and beautiful. It's also going to be a very good episode. I'm I'm happy to be back for season three. I'm happy to come back and and do some more episodes with y'all. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love this show and I'm excited to be back for like a really good season. Yes. Season two, in my personal opinion, is the weaker of all the seasons because we were dealing with a writer's strike. Um, but I'm happy to be back for such a really good season. Yeah, but in season two, it, it we did get a, a lot of fun episodes. We did. We got the Wicked episode. That's and, and Wilhelmina destroying mode. Which and always- Wilhelmina destroying mode. That was a good arc. It just, I like I said, in my opinion, it could it could have been better, but there were some good moments. But like I said, season three we're really gonna see is is a really good season. Yeah. But without further ado, my name is Steven. My name is Lauren. Bye. Bye.